WTL, where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by Gibran. Oh. <laughs> Pauly Pounder. You got it, you got it. We're back, we're back. We are back and we are diving into as much NCAA basketball as we possibly can. There's just so many matchups, so many matchups uh, that are kind of weighted. You know, yeah. we're figuring out uh, seeding and not only conference tournaments, but you have all those bracketologists out there. Bracketology. <laughs> their projections. Yeah. And those projections are, I would say, looking pretty good for teams uh, from the state of Nebraska. For sure. Yeah, I can't wait till we get to conference tournament action Andy but we got to finish these for last couple games in yes. conference yes playing but uh yeah let's get into it I can't wait all righty well let's start with an SEC matchup it's okay. going to be over on ESPN this Saturday at 11 a.m tip-off that is the Florida Gators working on a really nice season here they uh, busted into the rankings are ranked 24th in the nation uh 20 and 8 so far 10 and 5 in the conference yeah and they're heading on over to South Carolina to take on the Gamecocks who too are having a nice season, twenty-three and five overall, uh, ranked eighteenth, eleven and four in the conference. Yeah, Andy, and these two teams had really good games Wednesday night as well to kind of mm-hmm. get themselves ready yeah, for yeah. the Saturday matchup. Florida taking down Missouri, who I really want to talk about is Tyree Samuel, a forward for the Florida Gators, poured in twenty-eight points in this game, Andy. Wow! And uh, also, he's a leading rebounder. Yeah, yeah, and also just ten rebounds is what I was going to say. Mm. So uh, he has the hot hand right now for the Florida Gators. On the opposite side, Andy, we got Michi Johnson. He's averaging 14 points a game, but against Texas A&M, they just squeaked out a win on the road against Texas A&M. He poured in 22 points uh, with five rebounds and two assists. So Michi Johnson and Tyrese Samuel are the two head-to-head matchups here at the forward that are really going to make this, you know, game go. Yeah, well, South Carolina, I think, is a little bit more defensive-minded. Florida likes to get out and run. I think you're seeing, uh, if not a toss-up, you're seeing a slight lean or a one-point favorite, maybe two, to the Florida Gators. Is that kind of how you have this one projected? Yeah, just because Florida has been playing so well lately, Andy. Mm -hmm. Um, Besides uh, a recent win against Ole Miss, uh, Gamecocks really have been, you know, a little bit of stagnant. Uh, losing to Auburn and uh, and uh, LSU recently, right, so right. Uh, I, I would say Florida probably is a team that's projecting up in South Carolina a little bit down, but they're still 18th in the nation, Andy, for exactly. a reason. So I would give maybe the Gators a little bit of an edge, but with the Gamecocks being at home, it's probably a pick 'em. Yeah, and they have lost two recently, but they've also they're coming off back to back wins. Yeah, for sure. Being Ole Miss back on the the 24th. Uh, you're talking about the matchups and these players. How 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 do you measure that up though at home with the game cops? Still being ranked ahead of the Gators. I mean, are you going to give the lean to them at home, or are you, are you going to go with your Gators? Yeah, I would love to say I want to go with the Gators here, Andy. I just think they've been playing a lot better basketball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and But the Gamecocks have been playing this well at 
on the road. They've just went back to back on the road, Andy. And I, I know that it's probably not the top tier teams in the SEC, but I like a team that can go on the go yeah. on the road and win games and then come back and play a top twenty five matchup at home. So I give the slight edge to the Gamecocks here. I really like Florida, but Gamecocks are here to stay and they're gonna be one of these teams that we're looking at. Uh, come March. Yeah, and last time Florida went on the road, we talked about it, and they they took Alabama to overtime, yep. but they lost they in overtime. Lost in overtime by five. Yeah, 98-93. Well, let's take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Nebraska Brewing Company. We've been enjoying a Bavarian wheat beer known as the Eos. The unfiltered Eos is a fresh, sweeter style Hefeweizen, thanks to its notes of vanilla and nutmeg. Nebraska Brewing Company. World class in every glass. Hey, next game we're going to talk about is number seven, Kansas Jayhawks heading into number 15, Baylor Bears into Waco, Texas. This is a big, big 12 game heading to ABC noon kick uh, tip off on Saturday. This is going to be a very good one. Uh, I really like Kansas, even though they're coming off a loss to BYU, uh, 76-68 on the 27th. This Baylor team lost to the same BYU team, 78-71, back on the 20th of February. So they're kind of splitting hairs here. Uh, Kansas and Baylor sitting third and fourth in the Big 12 right now. I, I just like this as a get-right game for Kansas. We called this a couple weeks ago uh, after their big loss to Texas Tech. They came back and beat Oklahoma at Oklahoma and then beat Texas at uh, at home. So I, I really believe you can't keep Kansas down for very long, and it's getting to the nitty-gritty where they need these games, especially these big ones, to get their ranking higher for the Big 12 tournament in for the big dance. I I believe Kansas is still going to be one of those top-tier seeds, and I I just believe they have the better team over Baylor right now, especially with Hunter Dickinson in the middle there. He pulls down five more boards than anybody on Baylor's team. So I really like Kansas. Get right position here. Baylor, you can't scoff at him because, you know, they've won uh, three other last five. The two losses with BYU as one of them, and then uh, Houston in overtime at home. So you, you can't scoff at them, but I really like Kansas here. Uh, you can't keep them down for too long. I don't believe they have back-to-back losses, especially this late in the year. It seems that their defense is just a little bit better than Baylor's as well, uh, uh, only giving up 67 points again game while Baylor gives up 71. So I, I really like Kansas here in this position coming late down to the Big 12 uh, tournament. So give me Kansas over Baylor. Lock it in. Next game we're going to talk about is number five, Marquette Golden Eagles heading into Omaha to face number 12, the Creighton Blue Jays. is going to be on Fox on Saturday. Tip off at 1.30. I believe this uh, has the makings to be one of the best games of the day. Uh, You have two teams coming off big wins on Wednesday. Marquette taking down Providence at home, 91 to 69, kind of flexing their dominance on Providence. And then on the flip side, you got Creighton at home, beat up on Seton Hall Pirates, 85 to 64. You had to love what you saw out of Ryan Cockbrenner for Creighton on Wednesday night, dumping in 23 points. But what I really like to see is Baylor Shireman getting right uh, having over 20 points this game, 11 rebounds, hit six threes. 
after the last couple games of him, you know, not showing his scoring prowess as much as we'd like to see, especially with the, the fumble against the St. John's Red Storm. But you really like to see this guy getting going, especially in, in front of Senior Day in Omaha. I believe he has a huge game. On the other side, you got Cam Jones. He's been really balling out for Marquette lately, having 34-point uh, gains in two of his last three. He put up 17 against Providence, so you know that he is going to be firing on all cylinders coming into Omaha. I believe Creighton will be about a five-point favorite here, even with the number five team coming in. We just saw that they can beat top-tier um, you know, teams as beating number one UConn last week. So give me Creighton, give me the home seniors. Uh, it's going to be rocking at the Chai Center. Baylor Shireman's going to have a huge game as long with uh, Ryan Cockburn and Trey Alexander. Give me Creighton by five or more. Go Jays, let it fly. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. That stands for Where's the Line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm yours. And D class, and I'm joined by Jabron, oh! <laughs> the Parley founder. You got it. We're back. Yes, we talk a little NCAA basketball. Yes, sir. Now I want to talk about basketball, but let's move on over to the association, the pros, the NBA, and let's start with a couple teams. Friday night matchup on ESPN, nine o'clock tip. And two teams that I think they're exactly where we thought they would be. The yeah. Milwaukee Bucks uh, sent a 39 or 38 and 21 record, and the Chicago Bulls are a couple games under 500. Yeah, Andy, like you said, this is exactly where we expected both these teams. Milwaukee with the big addition with Damian Lillard being yep. third in the East right now. Everybody giving them a little flack because they're third. But, I mean, what else do you want? Boston right. Celtics are playing out of their mind uh, when Embiid is healthy. Been. The, the Sixers are, uh, you know, a force as well. So I really like where the Milwaukee Bucks are right now, yep. especially with the addition of the new coach and, you know, a, a, a star-driven coach that, you know, yeah. has been linked to, you know, people like KG, Paul Pierce, uh, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, you know, all these, you know, major superstars and, you know, adding Giannis and Damian to that collective. You got to feel like that's what ownership, which management was looking for, yeah. was, a, was a coach that's been there, that's done that, that can manage uh, these huge superstars and bring right. in Damian Lillard and even Pat Beverly. And yeah. and they caught some flack for, for that because uh, I think they lost the first two games with Pat Bev and, <laughs> and he was jawing at teammates. And, oh, oh, for oh, sure. Here goes this and that. Um, and I'm just like, Pump your brakes. We we have no idea if this is a, a failed uh, deal or not. And, and like you said, they're third. They're third in the East. I mean, how they're not doing bad. No, and that just means that they're going to have home playoff games. Yep. Uh, and and really down the stretch here, they're gonna they're gonna w- get this wide open margin. I really do believe that they're going to take over Cleveland to that yeah. second spot. So I I really like the Milwaukee Bucks and the the position they're in. Now talking with the Bulls, I really don't know what the problem is here, Andy. Top to bottom in that starting five, I really like the way that yeah. you know they've constructed this team. Talented and, started in five. Yeah, exactly. Very, very you know, with uh, DeRozan, uh, Vucevic, and 
uh, Kobe White, they seem to have a lot of offensive output. It just seems that when they get against top tier, uh, yeah, you know. And they're healthy too. Yeah, the Chicago Bulls are healthy, except but. for Levine, obviously. But mm-hmm. uh, no, it, it it really is a head scratcher because it seems like they've really put together a very good team in Chicago, but they just can't win against top tier, uh, you know, teams. So I, I like Milwaukee here. They're going to be a probably a four to five point edge in this game, uh, just with the Chicago being home. But I believe that they'll cover that, especially if Giannis and Dane play. You know, a lot of point predictors, point matchups. You know, all these different models. They only have the Bucks as a very yeah. slim, slim favorite right now, leading me to believe that maybe Chicago is only going to be, you know, you know, giving up like two or a three point spread here. Uh, but you think it's going to be a little bit wider of a margin than that? Well, I think it is, Andy, and here's why: the last two games uh, that these two have faced off, they both went to overtime. The Bulls winning at home uh, back in November, and then the Bucks uh, winning the OT in Milwaukee in December. So mm-hmm. I believe that uh, Milwaukee kind of wants to push this a little bit and say, hey, this isn't quite the team that we've been <laughs> leading you on to be. Uh, Milwaukee's still winning the, yeah. the season predictor of two uh, two wins out of the three games. So I believe they get this last one against them and, uh, yeah, really kind of smack them and let them know. Yeah, and Bulls have lost three of their last four. Yeah. Same cannot be said for the Bucks playing a little bit. Uh, more solid brand of basketball. You no doubt say. about it. Give me the bucks. All righty. Should we uh, move on to Saturday? Let's do it. For a 4 o'clock tip off on NBA TV. Hope you got that subscription. One yes, of your sir. Whatever 50 million subscriptions you need to have <laughs> nowadays. That's the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Heading on over to Miami where Miami, they've had their woes. They're only 15 and 13 at home, but they have been the road warriors yeah. as of late. Stacking up five wins in a row on the road, and that includes the Portland Trail Blazers, Sacramento Kings, uh, Philadelphia 76. Sixers and the team we just got done talking about, the Milwaukee Bucks. So the Heat. Yeah. Uh, could you say they're on a heater? They're on a heater, Andy. <laughs> no, this just seems, you know, midseason form for Jimmy Buckets. Yeah. Andy, uh, he just gets his team playing so well. Yeah. Uh, and they have really good pieces as well. Bam Anabayu, he's a monster on the glass. Mm-hmm. Tyler Hero, very good shooter as well. So I, I really like this, this Heat team, uh, not only to win against Utah. Utah is one of the worst teams on the road in the entire league. A nine and twenty-one yeah, road team, Andy. Uh, Lori Markadin is their best player. Twenty-three points, uh, almost nine rebounds a game. But I just believe he's going to be very overshadowed with that Bam on the glass, and then Jimmy uh, pouring it in offensively. Yeah, and Jazz might just be going the wrong way because they've also lost three of the last four at home, no doubt. Uh, so you, you got a Miami Heat team that, that's coming around, coming into form, and and this is what happened last year with Miami. You know, everybody yeah. was kind of counting them out. Out. Um, they didn't have an impressive record. Uh, all those things that you talk about NBA teams, and then it gets to playoff time, and oh, Jimmy Butler, Bama Bio, uh, yeah. here they here they are finding themselves in the finals. Well, they just they just have so much experience in in postseason basketball that they know wherever their position, yeah. they're going to like the matchup no matter what. They're still first in the Southeast standings, Andy, above Orlando, Atlanta, Charlotte, and Washington. So yeah. they feel that they're in a good position as well, Andy. Like you said, going on the road and taking down those five teams is very impressive. Yes, it is. And uh, having the Jazz, uh, you know, they're going to be looking their 
jaws with these uh, Utah guys coming in. <laughs> so uh, Miami's going to be the favorite. I think we agree on that. But, like, what is your projection? Do you think it's going to be north of six? Yeah, I would say six and a half, seven points, Sandy, somewhere in there. But I, I really like uh, the heat and a route in this one. So I would probably go all the way up to ten Whoa. because I believe they are going to blow these guys out of the water. Everything's pointing that way, how Miami's been playing as of late, how uh, Utah's playing as of late, and how Utah's played on the road the entire season. Correct. I like Miami in a big way as well, and so do all the models out there. It just depends how many points are you willing to give. Yep, no doubt about it. And for, uh, last thing you want to look at, Andy, for this game is make sure your guys are in. Make sure Tyler Hero, he's been game-time decision. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Love, uh, yep. Josh Richardson for the Miami Heat. All these guys have been uh, game-time decisions or taking a couple games off. Off here and there, but I believe on NBA TV, uh, Silver's going to make these guys play, so uh, give me the heat. Give me the heat. <laughs> I love how the injury report has a very little to do with injuries nowadays. In the that's exactly right. <laughs> Got to play your minimum games. Uh, yep, that's right. Okay, let's move on to the nightcap. Yeah. 7.30 tip-off in L.A., the Los Angeles Lakers showtime. Yes. Going to be hosting the Denver Nuggets. And the Nuggets, oh boy, are they, it looks like they're heating back up. Not that they were ever doing too bad, sitting on a 40 and 19 overall record. Um, The, the model that I'm looking at right now is giving a very slight edge to Denver, but if I'm just looking at paper wins, losses, uh, and stats, I'm thinking Nuggets by a mile. Yeah. uh, They'll give. Um, the LA Lakers are due because they are a very good home team, Andy. Yeah. Uh, being twenty and nine at home this this year, which is very impressive, uh, especially with their superstars taking games off. But uh, I I I do believe the Nuggets will be favored in this one, probably only about three and a half to four points in this okay. Andy, just because. Uh, like I said, that Lakers good, uh, you know, at home. But I, I really like Denver here. They're playing just a really good style of basketball. Just took down the Kings on Wednesday night by mm. double digits. Joker getting a triple double in the third quarter. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I really like Denver here. They've already beat the Lakers twice this year. Once at home, once in LA. So give me the yeah. Nuggets. Uh, yeah. Nuggets winning for their last five at home on the road. One of the games that we talked about last week, going on the road to San Francisco and knocking off Golden State and, and beating them pretty handedly too, 119-103. to 103. Exactly, Andy. And uh, just talking about Jokic a little bit more, uh, regular season MVP odds already have him at minus 150 to yeah. win the MVP. So uh, that's, that's about as much get... juice as you want to get on that's, something as that. Exactly. If you want to bet it, do it now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's as best as it's going to get right now. So if you want to get on Jokic, now's the time at minus 150. Uh, we are just talking about Giannis. He's all the way at plus 1,600. So <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the, these guys are locking into Jokic, but this is the best it's going to get because uh, a couple weeks from now it's going to be minus 500. Yeah, I think uh, the folks that you know made the awards or gave the awards out last year feel kind of silly giving it to uh, Embiid and then seeing what happened right after the awards, and that was Jokic outplaying him in a big way yeah. throughout the playoffs. So, no doubt about it. Got to give the Jokers due now. Got to give the Jokers due. Uh, yeah, he's playing like a man on fire right now, and I believe it continues in L.A. Uh, give me Denver. Uh, over the Lakers. I like Denver, too, even though they are on the road, and L.A. boasts a pretty fine 
Home record, what'd you say? Twenty and nine. Twenty and nine. Pretty good. Pretty dang good. I still believe they're a playoff team. I still believe they make it. But uh we're talking probably a team that's gonna come out of the Western Conference to play Boston in the NBA yeah. finals is my pick right now. Okay. Well let's take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Nebraska Brewing Company. We've been enjoying a Bavarian wheat beer known as the Eos. The unfiltered Eos is a fresh, sweeter style Hefeweizen, thanks to its notes of vanilla and nutmeg. Nebraska Brewing Company, world class in every glass. Don't go anywhere, this is WTL. Everybody to WTL, where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Glass, and joined by Jabron. Oh, the parlay powder. <laughs> you got it, you got it. We talked a little NBA. I think we should stay in the NBA. Yeah, for sure. Because we got a full slate of Sunday games featuring yeah. all sorts of prime time matchups. Uh, and we can start the fun on ABC with a high noon tip-off. Let's do it. Between the Philadelphia 76ers, a little short-handed right now, yes. taking on the Dallas Mavericks. And the Mavericks are about 10 games above 500. I don't know if everyone kind of had them pegged to be having this type of a season. Yeah, Andy. Uh, it seems that their their marriage between Luka and Kyrie is finally kind of hitting it off. It's, it's coming around. These, these guys okay. are playing well together. It's yeah. just Kyrie has to play. He has to play. He has to be in the lineup. He is still one of the best players in the NBA. He can finish. That backcourt is so deadly if they both play. It's so hard for teams to keep up with them with Kyrie and Luka both running at the same time. Mm -hmm. On the opposite side here, like you said, shorthanded a little bit. Joel Embiid, uh, you know, the reigning MVP is still out uh, and definitely – Nick Nurse said uh, before last Sunday's game against the Bucks that you know he's gotten positive feedback and he's really hopeful for a late season return, but he's definitely yeah. be out in this game. Yeah, yeah, and so then I, I'm just looking at it on face value. I'm thinking Dallas should be a, a heavy favorite here. Yeah, no doubt about uh, it. The models have uh, a pretty good edge going towards the, the Mavericks. Luka Doncic is doing Luka Doncic-type things, leads the team in points, rebounds, assists. Uh, to You already brought him up. Kyrie's the X factor. Yeah. He, he needs to be on the court, and if he's on the court, uh, I feel really good laying what? At least six points. Yeah, I think points it'll be Dallas? about a six and a half point yeah. seven point spread, okay. Andy. Uh, Tyrese Maxey for the 76ers has been playing very well, yes, doubling he has. 26 points a game. So it won't get too out of hand, but I do like the Mavericks. Just played the 76ers on February 5th, went to Philadelphia, took them. Uh, you know, took him down 118 to 102. So I believe at mm. home it'll even be uh, a little bit more of a spread. So if it's six and a half to seven points, I love the Mavericks here. It's a good spot for him. And uh, Luca will probably pour in 40 for you. 
Yeah, and when you're looking at what have you done for me lately, the Sixers have been slipping losing yeah, no for doubt. their last five. So just kind of a tough go of it as of late for the 76ers. Yeah, uh, I love the way the Mavericks are playing right now. It seems that they're going to be competitive in every game that Kyrie plays in. So, yeah. He's give slated me the, to play. Give, I mean, yeah, check it he's, out. He's going to play. He's going to play. <laughs> I think he's on a roll right now. So give me the Mavericks. Give me the Mavericks in midseason form right now over the Philadelphia. 76ers. All righty, that was a noon tip-off. Let's move to the 2.30 game on yeah. ABC. We got your whole Sunday planned for you. You don't have to do anything. You do not. Just, just get that couch ready to go after church or whatever you got going on in the morning. <laughs> uh, but get to that TV or your man cave by yeah. noon. But then on 2.30, the Golden State Warriors, hey, there's still three games above 500, 30-27 yeah, no on, the, on the season. Head on over to Boston to take on the high-flying Celtics. And the Celtics are working on one of their best seasons ever for 46 and 12. As far as records go, this is kind of a vintage Celtics type of team. Yeah, exactly, Andy. And the one thing that really stands out to me, Andy, with the Boston Celtics, 27 and 3 at home. And that's something. They do not yeah. lose yeah. in Boston. The guard is too much for these guys. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> okay. the, but the Warriors, I, I do believe last show we, we were hitting on them a little bit too hard. Yeah. Uh, they're four out of their last five. They've won, only lost coming to the Denver Nuggets, which we just called the world beaters of everything in the Western Conference. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, But uh, this Boston team is a little bit too much for them right now. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is still out for the Warriors, which would be a good defender on Jay and Tatum, I yeah. believe. So, uh, give me Boston. It's probably going to be a little bit more of a tighter spread, probably five, four to five points towards Boston. I believe they cover. Uh, yeah, give me Boston. Yeah, like the home team. You know, a lot of times in the NBA, you find your edge with that home dog. Uh, but uh, we've just been seeing home favorites, and we like the home favorites for a reason. You know, we talked about Luka Doncic a moment ago, how he yeah. led the team in points, rebounds, assists. The same can be said for Jason Tatum. Yes. Just having a stellar type of season. Yeah, it's crazy, Andy. You know, we were just talking about the the MVP voting and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. This guy is on the best team with the best record, yeah. and he leads all categories. 27 points a game, 8.5 rebounds a game, 5 assists per game. And this guy's not even talked about no. for the MVP conversation because Jokic just puts up crazy, crazy numbers. So <laughs> I believe this guy should be in the conversation, especially not winning it before especially with the best record in basketball. Yeah, this game probably will be a little tighter uh, than, than maybe what you, you think of, especially how uh, tough we were on the Warriors last week, but we did call it. We did call it. But they have won four of the last five, but the Celtics, like we've been saying, they won five of the last yeah, five. Yeah, I see five W's <laughs> next to their name. No, uh, the, the Boston Celtics are out of this world right now. I believe uh, the Warriors won't have enough to come, uh, you know, kind of keep up with them, yeah. especially with this young Boston team out there running. So give me the Celtics uh, by at least six points. I'm not going to argue that. I like the Celtics too, and it just the more and more wins they keep piling up, they yeah. only have 12 losses on the season, the more and more I like the Boston Celtics. Exactly, Andy. And, and the Warriors, pretty good road team, Andy, 14-2 and two on the road, but this is a different environment. We yeah. just said Boston, the Garden. Uh, yeah, give me Boston by six, seven points. Easy. All right, should we move on to the nightcap? Let's do it. On ESPN, this is going to be an 8.30 tip-off. 
The Oklahoma City Thunder heading on over to Phoenix to take on the Suns. The Suns, too, are 10 games above yeah. 500. Um, Durant doing his thing. Durantula. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Devin Booker doing his thing. Nurchich pulling down those rebounds. Uh, I just I like the balance of this Phoenix Suns team. Yeah, no doubt, Andy. They have such a talented team, Andy. And I and I was talking about it on the last podcast as well, uh, you know, with the team futures of them being the champion. I still believe it's yeah. the best bet out there at plus 1,600 with the type of people that they have, Andy. They could this go on Kevin Durant, yeah. Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, all three all-stars. Uh, this team has a lot to, you know, if it gets into a seven-game series, you can't count them out with just the amount of points that they can yeah. get. They have a big guy in the middle, Nurkic, that can pull down rebounds, especially mm-hmm. with with KD being a seven-footer as well, Andy. Uh, but you got to look in this matchup, Andy. Not so fast. The Oklahoma City Thunders are second in the West with a yes, record of 41-17, and 17, Andy. Yes, they, they are. And Chet Holmgren, you're talking about best bets out there. Yeah. Uh, I know he's kind of lofty right now to take home Rookie of the Year. Yeah. But if Wimby, you know, you don't wish injury on anybody, but if something were to happen, I think Holmgren is right there on a really darn good team. Yeah, like you said, Andy, Rookie of the Year, they have Victor Wembanyama for the Spurs already at minus 750 to win. Okay. To win, <laughs> you know, uh, Rookie of the Year. But like yeah. you said, if he goes down or, you know, they get out of contention something and happens. something happens, yeah. uh, Chad Holgram is sitting right there at a plus 550 for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Second in the West right now, you would think that they would have to give it to him, especially if Wemby went down with something. Uh, he's just not asked to do as much as Wemby is. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe he's having a very good season, but SGA is second in uh MVP voting right now, right. right behind Jokic at a plus two fifty. So that really hurts him in in the uh, you know sight of rookie mm, of the year. But he yeah. couldn't care less. He wants to win basketball games, and SGA is the leader of this team. Well, and I'm looking at uh, ESPN analytics right now. Yeah. Their matchup predictor actually has Oklahoma City taken down. Uh, the Phoenix Suns here in this matchup, a 59.3% uh, predict- prediction for victory, yeah. even only a 40.7% uh, chance of victory for the home team in the Suns. Is this our home dog that we've been looking for for some value? I, I, I really do believe that the, the Suns will be a dog in this game, but they yeah. can't give us too many points because they would get smacked on the book. So uh, I believe it's probably going to be a two, two, two-and-a-half-point favorite for Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, they're a very good road team, obviously boasting a overall yeah. record of 41 and 17 but 17 and 11 on the road very I good like for such a young team yeah. Andy yep. uh with the Phoenix Sun being 19 11 at home 34 and 24 overall uh yeah I, I really like uh especially with these these all-stars shining in the light ESPN late night prime time yeah. gimme KD uh take those points people take those points uh or just take the Phoenix winning outright. I believe they win this game. Yeah, yeah. Too many times uh, that's just the, the play to, to take is the the home dog. Don't overthink it. Just get that value and run with it. And we we've said a lot of things uh, about Oklahoma City. How could you not with that fantastic record? Yeah, fantastic road record. And um, I believe they've won their last five. Yeah, no doubt, Andy. But you got to look down the last five and say, okay. Uh, you played Houston twice. Uh, you played Washington. Yeah. You know, uh, the 
the Clippers is their best one that they they beat them by 22 points and Clippers are kind of on a tear right now as well. But you got to look at the Suns winning their last three home games, Andy. So I, I really like the Phoenix Suns, the spot that they're in. The two things you got to look out for. Are the Suns going to be healthy for this game? Yeah, that's what I was Bradley Beal, game yep. time decision on February 29th, uh, and Eric Gordon as well. So those are two deep shooters for the Phoenix Suns. Make sure that they're playing before you put any money on them. But I really like the Suns if these guys play on Sunday. You know, we, we poke fun at it, but it's we poke fun at it because it's true. Um, these all-stars, superstars, uh, guys in the NBA, when it's prime time, uh, when there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on them, when it's the 8.30 uh, nightcap, on Sunday ESPN. on ESPN. <laughs> you have to play. So, somehow those nagging injuries tend to kind of uh, get out of there. No, this is a marquee matchup for the NBA. They love slating these guys up against each other, especially so high in the standings uh, and really promoting Kevin Durant in SGA in this game. It's going to be a fun one, yep. but give me the Suns at home. All right, the dogs are barking Sunday night. I like it. Give me the Suns as well. Segment to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Nebraska Brewing Company. World class in every glass. Don't go anywhere. This is WTL. Welcome back to WTL, Where's the Line, Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm yours, Andy Classen, joined by Gibran. Oh, the Holly <laughs> Pounder. You got it, we're back. Yes, we are, and we got to wrap things up with a little NCAA basketball. Yes, this sir. season is winding down. Matchups are starting to carry a lot of weight on their shoulders. We're seeing all the, the Joe Lenardi's last four in, first four out. Yep. So many <laughs> bubble teams. It feels like half the nation is on a bubble team right now. Uh, and we, we're going to talk about a couple of those teams here. Yeah, for sure. But first off, we're going to talk about a couple highly ranked teams out of the SEC. A lot of fun to watch. The Tennessee Volunteers. This is a... Uh, Saturday matchup, 7 p.m. on ESPN, taking on the 14th-ranked Alabama Crimson Tide, who are as well coming off a big win. Tennessee just knocking off uh, Auburn on the road, uh, putting together a really nice uh, season, obviously ranked fourth in the nation. However, it looks to me that they might be an underdog here going on the road to play Alabama. Yeah, and Alabama just had a very good game on Wednesday night as well, taking down Ole Miss on the road, Andy. So a couple pretty good wins here. Obviously, the Tennessee taking down number 11 Auburn on the road is a huge win. Dalton Necht for Tennessee Volunteers had 39 points, Andy, dumping in five three-pointers as well. Uh, This kid has been averaging 20 points a game, five rebounds and two assists, so he does a little bit of everything. On the opposite side there, Andy, uh, Mark Sears Sears for Alabama had a big game against Ole Miss, uh, 26 points. Uh, five rebounds, four assists, and three steals as well. So these guys will be going head-to-head at that guard position. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun, Andy. Yeah. It does seem that uh, Alabama is going to be a slight favorite, but if you're giving me any points with the Tennessee Volunteers, give them to me because I am going all volunteers in this game. Yeah, Rick Barnes has things going on. They've won their last five games, all-conference games. Uh 
three of which were on the road. Yeah. And and now last time we talked about Alabama, they lost to Kentucky. Another game that we did pick correctly. For sure. 117-95, did they fall? And that was on the road, though. That was in Rump Arena. That was in Kentucky. All those things. Now they got to turn around after playing Ole Miss and welcome in the, oh, yeah, the fourth-ranked team in the nation. Yeah, Andy. And the, the thing I really look back to is in January that uh, they played Alabama – at home, and they took care of them by 20 points. I just Ooh. believe they're uh, just a very much better basketball team than this Alabama Crimson mm. Tide uh, team. So I like the Volunteers, especially the way Dalton's been playing lately, uh, coming off 39 points. I believe he does it again on Saturday night. Okay, all right. Uh, you know, they have the same conference records. They're both 12-3, yeah. and three, but you're just thinking – Tennessee's maybe a cut above here. I, I think they're cut above twenty-two and six overall record to uh, Alabama's nineteen and six. So uh, yeah, give me the Volunteers. Uh, they're number four in the nation for a reason. I believe they hold one of those top spots. All right. Well, usually when we talk about a seven o'clock tip-off, we're talking about the nightcap, but that is not the case not for this case. Saturday because we're getting wacky. We're going out to the whack. whack. <laughs> we're going to talk a couple ranked teams coming out of the WAC conference. That is the Gonzaga Bulldogs, uh, currently twenty-third in the nation. And would you say they're they're the last four in? Yeah, right now right they're now? one of the they're the last team in one of the last four teams, but they are the mm. actual last team in the tournament in bracketology right now on ESPN. So these de- this team is fighting for a chance to make it to the big dance. Well, this game's going to be on ESPN or ESPN Plus, depending on the game that we just talked about when that game wraps up. Yeah, nine o'clock tip off, and uh, St. Mary's the Gales they are ranked seventeenth in the nation, fourteen and zero in conference. Pretty impressive. Yeah, Andy, this is a very good St. Mary's team, uh, you know, fourteen and zero in conference play right now. Andy, yeah. very very impressive. Uh, obviously, they just they they did play Gonzaga earlier in the year, beat them by two at Gonzaga, which is a huge thing for them. Yeah, uh, and just kind of been rolling through. Uh, have, has another you know couple good wins earlier in the season. Beat Colorado State at Colorado State when they were ranked thirteenth in the nation. But what really shines to me, Andy, is the Bulldogs, I believe, are playing their best basketball of the season right now. Mm. Uh, just on uh, February 10th, took down Kentucky. Uh, that really, yeah. it, it seems to me that they are a better brand of basketball than the last time they played St. Mary's. I believe they come into St. Mary's, let them know that oh they boy. are still the best team in the WAC and take this down. So I believe this is a propeller for the Gonzaga Bulldogs to get in the tournament, win this conference championship, and really put St. Mary's back in their place. I mean, I think St. Mary's is going to be a favorite here, but I think that the the point spread maybe will be a little tighter. Yeah, I think it's going to be a pick em. Yeah, it's going to be tighter than what you think it probably should be Yeah, uh, because Gonzaga is the name brand. And yeah. the books don't want to get too far on the wrong side of this, yeah. uh, and risk too much, you know, on one side. And let's give Gonzaga their uh, their due. Uh, they've won their last five, but has two St. Mary's. Yeah. I just I just think that <clears throat> there's a bigger risk uh, for the sports book to get too far out of hand and give too many points to St. Mary's. Yeah, they're not going to Andy. And like I said. Uh, this is the tale of kind of two teams, Andy, because St. Mary's very good defensive team, only allowing 58 points per game. Yeah. But you look at Gonzaga, this is the way that they always are. Yep. They play offense, 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 putting in <laughs> 86 points per yeah. game. I believe this is going to be a little bit too much for St. Mary's. I believe they overtake them. 
they're going to be first in the whack. They're going to be in the tournament. They can't hold these guys out. Uh, Gonzaga is going to win this outright. If they're getting points, take them. All right. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's it's tough to bet against Gonzaga. And for some reason, I just love to have my bracket busted in March <laughs> by the Bulldogs as well. Why not just, you know, get a little uh, a step ahead out of it here. Get get out in front of get it. Get out in front of it. Yeah, it's going to happen. They're the going to be there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we look ahead to Sunday? Yeah, let's look at another bubble team. Another bubble team <laughs> from the Big Ten. The Rutgers Scarlet Knights are coming to town, coming to Lincoln for senior night, yeah. right? Yes, sir. The Huskers are working on a fantastic record. I think their body of work speaks for itself. They should have enough to get in. However, uh, there's still just that feeling amongst Husker fans and, and sports writers uh, across the nation that you cannot guarantee the Huskers are in quite yet. Yeah, no, Andy, and that's just... The, the way that we're sitting in the Big Ten right now, sitting fourth in the Big Ten, it should be a lock. But, you know, with how tight the Big Ten is, Andy, with Wisconsin, Michigan sure. State still below us in the actual rankings, you know that they yeah. would rather take those teams on the name brand other sure. than the Nebraska Huskers. Like so we have to take care of business here. Uh, Rutgers has been playing very abysmal basketball as of late, losing by 20 to Maryland, uh, by 20 to Purdue, Purdue, and then losing to Minnesota as well. On the flip side, Nebraska has been playing very, very good basketball since they let down yeah. at Northwestern, beating Michigan, Penn State, Indiana, and Minnesota. So I really like the Huskers here, especially on senior night, especially Tominaga's last appearance at the vault, I believe he's going to break this team off and uh, have a really big night. I can't wait to be there. I'll be rocking the red, cheering as loud as I can. <laughs> Tom and Aga is still the leading scorer of the Huskers, pouring in uh, 14, 14 per game. But, yeah, that's just a crazy different environment when he does get going. It kind of reminds me like when Steph Curry hits a three at home. Yeah. Uh, you know, just the, the type of energy it gives off, the way the crowd reacts to it, the way his teammates uh, react to it. And you got to like how some of these role players are, are really starting to fill in for the Huskers. I mean, I'm looking at Gary. He's always been that dog. Yeah. Now he's getting involved uh, scoring-wise and doing just so many things for the Huskers. Yeah, Andy, it, it, it really has been so much fun to watch this team kind of morph in what the th- you know, morph into what they are trying to be, mm-hmm. especially with Josiah Alec and uh, uh, Sam Hoiberg just playing huge minutes for the Nebraska yes. Cornhuskers yes. coming down the stretch. Two kids from Lincoln, Nebraska can't can't be a bigger dream than that, taking this Nebraska team to the tournament and winning their first game ever in the NCAA tournament should be at the top of their list. But I love these guys. Uh, it seems like Bryce Williams has found his, you know, his range, his, his how he wants to help, especially with uh, Juwan Gary, like you said, putting in those four triples against Minnesota. So I really like this team right now. The way that they're playing, it kind of seems like they're a team of destiny to make the tournament and finally get that eluding win. Uh, uh, yeah, I like him to take down Rutgers, especially on senior Do you think day. this is kind of a revenge game, too? Because if you remember, oh, yeah. way back Big January time. 17th, Rutgers knocked off the Huskers yeah. in overtime. It was in overtime, but they got the five-point win. Uh, and at <clears> that time, uh, moved the record to 13-5. and five. Did the did the uh, Rutgers since then, yeah, have, haven't been playing a very good uh, brand of, uh, of basketball. you got to think the Huskers have the upper hand here. Um, I mean, they're just... 
uh, flipped as far as conference records go. Yeah. With with I think Nebraska's what are they like? Uh, like I have it here in front of me. Ten and seven in conference. Uh, Scarlet Knights are six and ten mm-hmm. in conference records. So you'd like to think at this point in the season, these two teams uh, have kind of uh, paved their paths forward, and Huskers need a little bit more. And it's at home. Uh, Rutgers, you know they could pack it in and call it a season. Yeah, ex- exactly, Andy. The Huskers need this win. They know that they need this win. It's at home. This is going to be too much of an environment for Rutgers. I don't know if they've seen anything like this, but I have a feeling that we are not going to be sitting at all at Pinnacle Bank Arena on Sunday. We are going <laughs> to cheer this team out of our building. Rutgers Scarlet Knights have no chance of winning. Uh, I believe it's going to be about a five-point uh, spread Andy and I believe the Huskers route these guys take Nebraska up to ten. I Ooh, believe stretching all the way out to ten, double figures, huh? I believe so. Boy, in the Pinnacle Bank Arena, it's getting quite a workout th- this week. You, you have the uh, high school girls' state <laughs> yep. championships, you know, starting on Wednesday and then through Saturday. Then you're going to have Rutgers coming to town for hopefully a ruckus environment. Yes, at the bank, and I like the Huskers big too. Call me a homer, call me whatever you want, but go big red. As you mentioned, they need this win. It's a gettable win. And I feel like they feel they should have beat Rutgers last time around. Yeah, no doubt about it, Andy. And at home, you know how we play at home. You know how rowdy yes. the crowd gets. It's going to be too much for them. Revenge win. Uh, it's it's great to send Tamanaga out in Lincoln as a winner. It's going to hey, be the Big Red. Go Big Red. You heard the horn. That means we're up against it. But we hit the nail just right on the head because uh, that'll about do it for us this week. So, Folks, be sure to follow us on ESPN Tri-City Radio and their Facebook page, our Twitter handle, podcast underscore WTL, and our YouTube channel uh, on, on WTL Sports Betting. Uh, it's, that channel has grown. It's been a lot of fun. Yes. I, I love getting those reactions. Uh, if you do follow and subscribe, we usually have uh, different type of trivia questions. You know, make your pick. It's no cost. It's all for fun. Um, and it's also kind of uh, cool to read those comments and see what you know our listeners have to say. Yeah, no doubt about it, Andy. It's really fun to get with our listeners, especially on YouTube and TikTok. Yeah. Like I said, on TikTok, at WTL Sports Betting, uh, we'll do daily picks, parlays, all that kind of stuff during primetime games during the season. So uh, make sure to follow us, and it's a lot of fun to see you guys out there. For Joe Braun, the parlay pounder, I'm Andy Klassen. Thank you for listening. This has been WTL.